How you guys doing this morning? All right. Good deal. Good deal. Hey, we kicked off a new series, Rough Crowd, last week. You guys are here for that. Um, if you weren't, we talked about the life of Joseph and uh, some complicated stuff. And after looking at some of the things last week with uh, Joseph's family, all the tension that Jacob has, you know, kind of favoring, not kind of, really favoring Joseph, and uh, Joseph making some unwise decisions uh, to make his brothers hate him. Um, yeah, all those different things. Uh, you can see how, like, why we picked this, really this title out for this series. And so definitely a rough crowd. But I want to say this. Um, so what we're going to look at this week, we're going to go, like, a step further, like, into some crazy, weird stuff um, in the family's life in this rough crowd. And um, I'll be honest with you, after what we talk about this week, uh, I think, like, if this family was here today, I think, like, they would be the prime candidate for, um, like, Dr. Phil, right? So, um, yeah. So, and actually, I'll be honest with you guys. Everyone talk about today, forget Dr. Phil. Like, these guys need to be on Jerry Springer. That's cool. Honestly, you know, I mean, yeah, you guys know it's messed up stuff in this, that show. But, um, yeah, they would be on it, and I think you guys will get why here in a little while. All right? Okay, so we got a lot of verses to cover today, and so we're going to jump right into it. Genesis 37, 11 to 14. And um, this is where we're starting at. His brothers were, ready for this, jealous of him. Okay, you guys know what we're talking about today? Jealousy, all right? Having jealousy in our life. All right, so his brothers there were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. His brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, so Israel's another name for uh, their dad. His name is Jacob. So Jacob said to Joseph, hey, your brothers, you know, they're pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready, I'm sending you them. And then, of course, because you know where Joseph's at, he's right by daddy, right? Okay, he's daddy's boy, all right? He's right there by him. He's like, all right, I'm ready, dad. I'm ready, let's go. I'm ready to go on this trip. Then Israel, or Jacob, said to him, go and see how your brothers are, or go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley and he went to Shechem. All right, so again, pretty simple this morning. We're talking about jealousy in our life and Regardless if you know this or not, you struggle with it, okay? Every single one of us struggle with it. Every single person struggles with jealousy in our life. And uh, Joseph's brothers really struggle with jealousy. And uh, again, we're going to talk about that all this morning, okay? Um, now, before we go on, uh, I know that there's probably someone here that are going, hold on, pump the brakes, AJ. Pump the brakes. Like, I know, I know the Bible says that God is, he's a jealous God. And so we want to break that down just for a little bit because the Bible does say that he is a jealous God and actually says this. In Exodus 34, 14, because the Lord is jealous for his reputation, you are never to bow down to another God. He is a jealous God. So what this verse is saying is this. Okay, yes, God, he is jealous. He is jealous of us. It means this. He wants us. He wants a relationship with each and every one of us. He wants our worship. He wants our devotion. He wants our attention. He wants it all so much that he was willing to send his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. So this is the only verse in the Old Testament in which mention is made of his being really, how he's jealous for his name's sake. Uh, he guards his, the significance in his name and his whole purpose, right, of Jesus, of him coming to this earth, it points to how God is jealous and how he wants to have a relationship with us so much that he's willing to send his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. See, he desires there, that's the Israelite people. He desires the complete faithfulness. But we can bring that to today and say this. He desires our complete faithfulness as well in Tiffin, Ohio. Now, 
That being said, that's not the jealousy we're talking about, okay? The jealousy we're talking about is the bad kind, okay? The jealousy that, in all honesty, most of us, we respond with. It's sinful. It's not right. Um, the jealousy of the brothers that we're going to look at today, it causes them to do some things that we'll talk about a little bit, but they probably never would have ima imagined as their kids playing with Joseph. So let's just, to set the scene here, okay, we're going to rehash a little bit of last week's message, talk about it. Um, as it'll help us understand jealousy a little better. Okay, so verse number two, Genesis 37, Joseph, he tattles on his brothers. Now, I don't know, maybe he was right, wrong, whatever. But regardless, if you're his brothers, you're ticked, okay? You, you already don't like him from that point on, okay? You go on a little bit later, jo uh, Jacob, he loves Joseph more than all the other brothers, so much so that he makes him a special robe, a special coat that's just for him, coat of many colors, you guys know the story, and he gives it to him. The brothers, they hate him so much, that they can't even, verse number four, Genesis 37, says they can't even speak like a kind word to him or about him. And then after all this, um, you guys remember last week, I think it's verse five and nine, he, uh, he goes to the brothers, he's like, hey, he's like, I got these, these two dreams. And moral of the story, or the, the dreams are pretty much this. Hey, you guys are gonna bow down to me, mom and dad, you as well. You guys are all gonna bow down to me because you guys are gonna serve me one day. So as you can imagine, um, they don't like Joseph, okay? They do not like Joseph, all right? Um, now, all that Joseph did, act like a little punk, all right, spoiled brat, whatever you want to call him, all those things, using unwise language, all those different things, okay? Regardless, he doesn't deserve what's going to happen to him today, okay? So we get that Joseph messed up. Everyone get that, okay? He messed up. All right, he's not the perfect little Bible character that we always thought, okay? He messed up a lot, talked about last week, but he does not deserve what happens to him today. See, when someone does us harm, it doesn't mean in return that we do harm back to them. We're gonna learn that from our story, our, our story today. So you talk about jealousy. I mean, Jesus, he's the total opposite of jealousy. I mean, think about it. He laid down his life willingly for us. Right? He had everything. He didn't need anything, but he wanted a relationship with you and with me and with all of mankind. And so anyone that puts their faith in him can have that. Now, before we talk about jealousy, I want to just define it. Okay, so jealousy is this. It's a feeling of discontentment caused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. You ever had that before? You ever looked at someone's stuff before and been like, man, wish I had that house. Wish I had that car. Wish I had that family that's not crazy like mine and kids are running all over everywhere. Right, like we've all had that, every one of us. We've felt that before. So here's a few things about jealousy we'll talk about this morning. First thing is this, jealousy starts with comparison. Pretty simple, right? See, je jealousy, it can destroy us from the inside out. Something or someone, maybe that you've once loved, they can be made nothing to you because of jealousy. It's powerful, it's super powerful. It can rob you of so much. And, and here's the thing, jealousy has no respect of anyone, okay? Everyone struggles with it. There's always gonna be someone that has more than you and you start the comparison game and you're gonna end up being jealous. And the Bible talks about it actually, on the Ten Commandments, but it's called coveting too, all right? But jealousy has no respect to humans. It's in each and every one of us. In fact, Proverbs 27, four, it says this about jealousy. Fury is cruel and anger a flood, but who can withstand jealousy? It's saying this, hey, fury's bad, okay? That's one thing, that's pretty bad. All right, that, that's bad enough. Anger, it's worse than that, but jealousy, it can be unreasonable, 
and surpass the damage that anger and fury can cause. It causes us to compare with what others have. Sin, right? It's sin. And, and we can always, again, I said this earlier, we can always find someone that has more. Now, uh, I'm going to get transparent with you guys just for a second, okay? Um, maybe some of you guys had some of the struggles that I have with jealousy, but that's been an issue that I've, I've had to work through, I've struggled with. Um, just case in point, in the last year, um, and again, this is embarrassing to admit, but in the past year I've had a buddy that uh, he's not here, okay, doesn't even live in Ohio, several states away, but um, he builds this like mansion of a home out in the country, right? And it's like out in the woods where he's got like deer everywhere. If you know anything about me, I love to deer hunt, okay? He's got all, right? He recently bought like a brand new SUV. He's got, he's got, he's got a side-by-side four-wheeler, like he's got a pole barn. He's getting ready to build on that property. I mean, like you look at it, and for me at least, I'm like, dude, that's the dream right there, man. Like, that's the dream. That's what I want, right? And I, like some of these things just go through my mind. I think, I mean, like, he's so lucky. Like, he is so lucky to have that. And man, like, I wonder, like, I even thought, like, I wonder, like, does he, man, can he really afford that? Like, how, how does he do that? Like, I don't, I don't know how. Like, it, it's crazy. Right? It's the issue of jealousy. Now, get ready for this, okay? I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for over 10 years now. And as I've played the comparison jealousy game, thinking about my friend, who again, I'm very good friends with, I've had this thought come to mind. Man, you know, God uh, probably could afford this stuff if I didn't tithe. Like if I didn't get the new kid space, man, I could, I could probably afford to have exactly what he has. It's a problem. And it all stems from what? From jealousy. Shows the problem how jealousy can start, and it can start just getting inside, and it affects how we think and even our actions. Genesis 37, 3 to 4 literally tells us that his brothers, they were jealous because, comparison game, okay, compared to like Jacob's love for Joseph to them, and it was nothing like it was like Jacob didn't even love him. I mean, he loved Joseph so much. But then, man, he wasn't, it's like he wasn't even in love with them, didn't, didn't love them, didn't care for them, which causes them to hate Joseph. See, jealousy has been a problem in our culture. One of the top three reasons, got this from like a FBI website or whatever, but uh, several of them I was looking at. But one of the top three reasons why crimes, especially murder uh, and robbery, uh, are committed, the reason they say is because of jealousy. It's because of jealousy. See, jealousy is one of those things, again, that we don't have to learn. It's, it's already like it's inside of our hearts. I don't have to teach my kids this, okay? Uh, just like a little, little, little example of this. Like, my, I have two kids, Baylor and Kinley. Baylor's 11, Kinley's 7. Um, and recently, my son and I, we went on a bear hunt up to Maine. We both got a couple black bears, and it was super fun. I had a blast, right? And we get back, and, you know, it's late at night. And my daughter, Kinley, so she's 7 years old, okay? My daughter, Kinley, she's like, we walk in the door. She's like, hey, Dad, love you. So glad to see you. She, she's like standing at the door, got a little attitude or whatever. I come in, and Kinley's like, when's my turn? Like, well, when, when, do I, when do I get to go, Dad? Like, do I get to go when I'm 11? You, you took brother, like, I, I get to go when I'm 11, right? So we talked about it, and she's planning on going. Yes, all right. <laughs> a couple years ago, we talked about one of the biggest lies in our culture. It's told us this. It said uh, one of the weeks we talked about this topic, right, our culture has told us this lie that is not true. Listen to your heart. See, but Jeremiah 17, 9 says something else. It says that the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? Now, 
if jealousy really is this dangerous, we need to be careful of letting it grow in our heart, especially for those of us that are believers. So let's pick back up, verse 11 to 14. Um, just talk about Jacob for a little bit. Uh, my first question to Jacob is just why, okay, why? Why would you send your son? Now just think about this. I mean, I'm thinking he would have to know all these other brothers, he would have to know how much they hated him based off what was said earlier. Like, he would have to know, right? I mean, they hated him so much that they wouldn't say one kind word about or to him. So, parenting advice number one. So if you're a parent here, tune in for a second, all right? Advice number one, don't listen to Jacob. Don't be a Jacob. All right, don't follow what Jacob did. See, as a parent, Jacob, I mean, he should have been intentional in his relationship about leading and guiding his kids but it was like he was checked out with the rest of them. So he had been, if he was leading them right, he would have noticed and dealt with the problem between the siblings, between them, and got taken care of, which in all honesty, he was right at the center of all of it. So as a parent, that is our responsibility. And Jacob, he's so out of tune with his kids' life, except for Joseph. He doesn't even notice the resentment between the brothers. So, Regardless, Jacob, he sends Joseph off. Joseph heads out, so 50 miles, okay? Goes to Shechem, 50 miles away, to get a report from the brothers, the flocks, see how everything is going. All right, so jo- uh, Joseph he begins a trip to the brothers, and this is where we pick up verse number 15. It says this, a man found him there, wandering in the field, and asked, hey, what are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pasturing their flocks? Like he's lost, right? Uh, they moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, hey, let's go to Dothan. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. Now, up to this point, everything seems to be going fine. The story's fine. He's getting ready to go get this report. Um, Joseph, he's headed out, goes to 50 miles. This random guy out in the middle of nowhere right, happens to find him. He's like, dude, are you lost? Are you okay? Tells him, hey, look for my brothers. And so he's like, hey, they're another 50 miles north of here, um, up in Dothan. But that's where they're at. So he goes. He heads that way, all right? Jealousy always starts by comparing with others. That's what we're going to talk about. Again, how the, the seed of jealousy is comparison. But another thing that jealousy we won't talk about is this. Jealousy resents the creator. Jealousy, yes, it starts with the comparing game. But when we are jealous, it resents the creator. Verse 18, 20, it says this. So Joseph, he's coming, he's up in Dothan. They saw him in the distance. And before he had reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, oh, look, here comes that dream expert. Here he comes. So now come on, let's kill him and throw him in one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. What happens, brothers, first, like, they look out in the distance, see this random guy walking to him. They don't know that he's coming. They look up, they see him walk to him, and he's obviously got his robe on. And so they know right away, it's Joseph. And at the first sight of seeing Joseph, what do they do? They start trying to figure out, they start making a plan, man, how can we kill him? Their jealousy has grown so much that that's where they're at. Dad loves him so much more than us. He favors him so much more than us. Let's figure out how we can take care of him. Let's fix this problem once and for all. See, even though this jealousy, it's gonna be acted out on another human, its first offense is against the creator. Why? Well, because this, like we are made in God's image. 
in anything that God creates and, and makes in his image, when we hurt that, man, we're, we're, we're sinning against God, first of all. See, when we're jealous, we're telling God that we are not satisfied with what God has given us. See, our contentment as believers, as, as Christians, as followers of God, I mean, our contentment, Hebrews 13.5, it tells us, like, we are content in Christ. Like, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And we should be content in him. We shouldn't be looking at what other people have, playing the comparison game. But when we do that, man, it hurts God first. Anytime we let sin reign in our hearts and we don't get it taken care of, it grows to want more and more and more, especially with jealousy. I mean, jealousy is something that's, it is, it's inside of us, but it's something that, again, it's inside of our heart at the beginning. And it's natural for us to be jealous, but that jealousy grows and grows and grows. And it's never content. It's never content until it hurts someone that we're jealous of. So we have to get that taken care of. Now, based off these verses, the brothers, they had talked about their jealousy with each other, okay? Jealousy, if we allow it, it can find company, all right? AKA gossip, right? We had a whole series about that like last couple months and so we won't dig in that. Uh, we spent some time there, but uh, gossip is, is sin as well. And jealousy can cause us to do that, right? Jealousy can cause us to have gossip. Jealousy, it is an internal sin, but when it comes out, it always hurts others. Now, if you ask these brothers, maybe a few years before this, you ask them, hey, relationship with Joseph, like everything's good? Yeah, probably everything was fine. They're out, you know, I don't know, throwing rocks at sheep, whatever they do out there, having fun together. And, you know, they, they probably never thought anything of, uh, about Joseph then. Everything was good. Everything was fine. No issues between them. If you're like, hey, you know, one day you're gonna like try to, like get this plan together to kill your brother, they'd be like, no, like Joseph, like he's, he's one of their brothers, like he's good, like there's no, no issues here. See, why can't jealousy just stay in our hearts? Because it's never satisfied. It's never satisfied. It's never content. And so they weren't content with just being a, like jealous. They had to get that jealousy out. And the issue is this, jealousy, or really weak to any sin, jealousy, when it goes unchecked, always grows. Any sin, when it goes unchecked, it always grows. It literally leads these brothers to make the decision to take out Joseph. Their whole motivation for murdering their brother, to make him a liar and to stop the dreams from happening. But little they know, this is all gonna be part of the plan that God uses to save thousands and thousands of people during a famine. So God's gonna use this as part of that. See, jealousy, again, it's, it's never content. Otherwise, when we had the first thought of jealousy, it wouldn't come back again. But jealousy, it goes on to affect so many things in our life. It affects our finances, relationships, our jobs, our time, our lifestyle, all these different things. If gone on not taken care of and yielded to God, man, it can just mess those things up. Now, we're not gonna read it, uh, the verses, but thankfully, if you know anything about the life of Joseph, uh, the plan is shot down. So he doesn't die, okay? He doesn't get killed because of one of the brothers named Reuben. Now, um, Reuben pretty much tells him, hey, um, let's, let's, not, let's not kill him. Like, we're gonna put him in this well, okay? And we're gonna, you know, save him or whatever. He's gonna come back a short time later and he's gonna get him out, okay? Now, Reuben might sound like the good guy here, okay? So if you think Reuben's a good guy, we need to break that down because he's not, all right? Reuben is, Reuben is not, all right? Back in Genesis 35, 22, uh, Reuben slept with 
one of Jacob's wives, okay? So what he's trying to do here is this. He knows Jacob's favorite son is Joseph. And so he's thinking, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm way down here with dad. I want to go up a little higher. I want to get in a better standing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to save Joseph. I'm going to be like the redeemer. I'm going to be back on good status with dad, okay? Um, remember what I said? Jerry Springer family, I mean, sleeping with one of Jacob's wives, kind of messed up. All right, that's, again, that's the family. We're messed up, okay? Now, verse 23 to 28, we got a next part of the story, and it says this. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, the long sleeve robe that he had on. Uh, then they took him and they threw him into the pit. The pit was empty without water. They sat down to eat a meal, and when they looked up, there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. The camels, they were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin going down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he's our brother and our own flesh. That's interesting, right? He's like, ah, we're not going to kill him. He's our brother. It's okay. All right. And his brothers, they agreed to it. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. How many of you have been in a Sunday school class, and they talked about this story? And I just can be completely honest with you guys, I think that they've been too soft on the whole situation, okay? Um, I think what we miss here when, when we think about maybe those lessons, they treated, they treated Joseph harshly, man. Like, they treated him harshly. Joseph, he's not only humiliated by his brothers, but he's also hurt deeply on their account. Genesis 42, 21, actually in the own, their own words, when they're before Joseph years down the road, they say this, obviously we are being punished for what we did to our brother. We saw his deep distress when he pleaded with us, but we would not listen. See, I think we just read over these verses, but many scholars, they tell us that this was a vicious, vicious attack. I mean, if you imagine, I mean imagine, think about it. If you're Joseph, okay, you come to your 10, 11 brothers, you're out in the middle of nowhere in a desert with them and nothing but a bunch of sheep to save you. I mean, you're probably thinking, this isn't good, right? And they're talking about throwing you down this hole and to get rid of you, this well that you know you're not going to be able to, like, claw your way out of. And, uh, and so they take, the clo- they take the robe off him, they get it off him, then they literally force him down in this well. You're fighting with your life. If you're, if you're Joseph, you're fighting with everything you got. It's not something easy. You're climbing down this big, massive well. No, no. Small, opening the well, they're forcing you down in there, and he's down in there alone. The bottom, the dark well, couldn't climb out of it. He felt helpless. I mean, after this, what do they do? If, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but they sit down and they eat a meal with their brothers. So they shove him down this, this well, and then they sit down and have like a celebration dinner. Hey, everything's good. We did away with the problem. Everything's fine. They're eating. Everything's going great. But Joseph, man, he's beaten, feeling rejected, laying in the bottom as well, probably thinking, man, I wish I could take back when I told my brothers that they would worship or they would bow down to me. He's probably thinking, man, I messed up. It's alone and broken. Feeling rejected. Think about this. Joseph, he's in the bottom of that pit. He's feeling rejected. But at that time, he doesn't know what's going on up above surface level with this caravan. He's laying the bottom of that pit, and then he sees the cover come off the top of that well. And he's probably thinking, if I'm Joseph, at least I'm thinking, hey, okay, learn my lesson, brothers. Like, all good to go. And he's probably thinking, man, like, 
I think it's, I think it's gonna be all right. Like they hollered out, hey, Joseph, you down there? Yeah, I'm, I'm down here. Yeah, uh, I'm down here. And then the Bible tells us this, that they like reached down and they actually helped him out of the pit. So if you're Joseph, hollering down to you, they reach down, they grab you, pull you out. I mean, you're probably thinking, everything's good, right? You're happy. Hey, who man, I thought I was gonna die in there. Okay, they just wanna teach me a harsh lesson. I'm gonna tell Jacob, I'm gonna tell dad when I get back and they're getting in huge trouble, but whatever. But think about it. Everything's good. You're thinking, hey, I'm getting rescued. And then as you come out of the top of that well, you look over your left and you see a group of guys that just, they're, they have the appearance of being very rich. They're dressed in fine stuff. They got all kinds of camels lined up. They've got spices, bags of spices hanging off of the camels. That's kind of odd. Then behind that caravan, tied up together, there's a whole bunch of what's very obvious slaves. And instantly, Joseph's heart probably sinks because he sees the transaction that happens. And he gets sold for 20 pieces of silver, which if you didn't know this, 20 pieces of silver is, is what you would buy a teenage slave for back then. And that's all that he was worth to them. They just made the quick transaction, gave him the Ishmaelites, Midianites, tied him up, and left. Probably feeling numb to his brothers, probably feeling completely rejected now, taken back. And he's like, oh gosh, why? Church, this whole thing sounds harsh, and it does. It is. It's harsh. See, again, go back to when they were kids. They never would have imagined doing this years ago, but what happened when jealousy came up in their heart for the first time? They let it grow, and they gossiped about it. See, and then ultimately, it's never satisfied, and it led to them hurting, offending God first, and then their brother next. And after all this, this is what the brothers do in verse 31. So they took Joseph's robe, so they uh, slaughtered a male goat and dipped the robe in its blood. They sent the long-sleeved robe to their father and said, hey, we found this, examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? Okay, hold on, go back one more second there, okay. They don't even say it's Joseph's robe. You got that? Like they don't even wanna recognize, they don't even acknowledge that, hey, this is our brother, this is the one we love, this is Joseph. No, they say, is it your son's robe or not? They know, right, they know. They just wanna completely disconnect from Joseph. All right, next one. His father recognized it. It's my son's robe, he said. A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. Similar to when jealousy comes out in our life. The brothers, they make a plan to cover it up. They figure out how can we cover it up. Verse 35 tells us that Jacob, he mourns for days for his son, tearing his clothes right, uh, putting sackcloth on, right, kind of the customary thing to do back then when you were in like terrible, terrible pain. But here's the deal, doesn't their plan in, in some ways sound familiar? Again, trying to cover up how we messed up, our jealousy, our sin of, you know, whatever it might be. See, in their own way, they try to fix the problem. They only create a bigger problem. See, it doesn't forgive what they did. They're just trying to cover up what they did. And they take something, it's interesting, a male goat says it's innocent and something has to die and then they cover up that blood and they present it to Jacob saying, hey, here you go, this is your son's robe. And then Jacob goes, oh, an animal must have killed him along the way. 
So you look at the story, it seems wild, even insane, that the brothers, they would go from being jealous of their brother to selling him to now lying about his death and trying to cover it up. Cover up the evidence of their sin. But remember, sin's never satisfied. Jealousy's never satisfied. It always wants more and more and more. It, it, it grows and grows and grows. And if it's not addressed in our life, I mean, it's actions when it comes out. And it affects not just our, our life and our relationship with God, but also with others. We try to cover it up. That doesn't fix the problem. And if you're a Christian, you have jealousy in your heart. Don't cover it up. Man, go to God. Give it to him. Ask him for help. Ask him for forgiveness. If you're not a Christian and you realize, man, I've got this issue of jealousy. Man, I challenge you first and foremost, man, put your faith in Jesus and Jesus alone to save you today. And God wants to take your jealousy, really any sin, from you now. And here's the deal. The great part about it is this. He's already paid for it on the cross. It's just a matter of us coming to him in faith and trusting in him, realizing our sin and that he is the only way to relationship with God. So jealousy, yes, it offends God first and other seconds. But here's the deal. The great thing about jealousy is this. Last, and we're done. It can be fixed. Jealousy can be fixed in our life. Jealousy is resolved with celebration. Jealousy ends when we stop comparing with what others have and we start celebrating what God has in our life and what he's done in our life. Take a moment. Right, sit back and just think, what has God done in your life? What has God done right now that you go, man, I am thankful for that? See, that should bring us to a place of, of gratitude for God, for like all that he's done, all that he's done in our life. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Think about the last time that you were thankful to God for all that he's done. You were thankful to God for maybe the spouse, right, or the, the family, right, the job, the answered prayer, the new home, whatever it was. Maybe getting a sin, uh, given, you know, you were thankful to God, you know, accepted, you, you asked him to, to forgive your sins and he came into your heart. But as time goes on, you start to separate and you start to forget about those things. You stop celebrating what God has done and you start doing what? You start comparing. The only way to fight these things is stop comparing and start celebrating what God has done in your life. Plain and simple. I mean, there are so many times in my life, I talked about earlier with my friend Mark, comparing and all that stuff, right? I've not been content and grateful to God for what he's given to me. And I've let jealousy creep in and distract me and even putting some crazy thoughts in my mind. Even when God blesses, there's times where like, I'll get a, a raise or something will happen, uh, whatever, right? And a huge blessing happens. It'll be a day later and I'll look at somebody else and go, man, I didn't get that big of a raise. I don't live in that nice of a house. Man, I can have so much more if I just had what he had. Man, stop comparing, start celebrating your marriage. Start celebrating your job. Start celebrating your kids. Start celebrating those answered prayers. Celebrate your finances. Celebrate, most importantly, that relationship with Jesus. My encouragement to you and, and to me today, don't shy away from those things. Man, don't let jealousy cause division between you and people and you and God. Turn jealousy, comparison, resentment into gratitude. It's a powerful weapon, jealousy is. It's a weapon of the enemy. It's powerful and it will convince you I mean, that God, he's withholding good from you. It'll convince you that and God is not giving you everything you deserve and God is, is taking back things from you. So how do we fight it? It's simple. Remember what God has done and celebrate it. That's it. Remember what God has done and celebrate it. See, if all you have is Jesus, I mean, just think about this. You're a Christian and everything got taken away. 
the house, the cars, the job. And all you had as a Christian is your relationship with Jesus. And you have so much to be thankful for. You can't put a price tag on forgiveness of sins and eternity with Christ. See, nothing in this world, nothing, not a house, not money, not a car, none of that stuff can compare to your relationship with Jesus. So when jealousy creeps up and we start to do the comparison game, we remember all that we have in Jesus. And we are loved, we are adopted, we are accepted, we are forgiven, we are chosen. Now, here's the deal. In our story, as you notice, not what the brothers do, okay? The brothers, they, unfortunately, they don't do this. Uh, but even in the chaos of this story and, and of the brothers having jealousy and acting out in all these crazy ways, selling their brother into slavery, all this stuff, God shows us, and we talked about this last series, God shows us that in our absolute, even worst possible sin, God's plan will still be accomplished. He's sovereign. So last verse of Genesis 37, it says this. Meanwhile, the Midianites, they sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guards. Now, what's interesting about this, Joseph, he gets sold to the Egyptians, not just the Egyptians, but also like a big time step up, he gets sold to Potiphar. This is a leader in the land of Egypt. Now, what's crazy about that is this. You're gonna have to come back next week and find out. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for all that you've done. God, uh, thanks for God just being real with us this morning, exposing our hearts. God, each and every one of us, if we're honest, we would all say, yes, we struggle with Jealousy, we struggle with comparing our life and different things you've given. You gotta look at other people's life and go, man, I wish I had that. God, we start to get jealous and God, we gotta stop it now. God, because we know this, God, it offends you and it offends, it resents, it offends you and others. God, we know what the fix is. God, we gotta ask forgiveness for it. And God, we, we have to celebrate it. We have to celebrate, God, what you've given. God, jealousy, it's only resolved when we celebrate what you've done in our heart and our life. It helps us stop comparing, stop acting like little kids. God, and as believers, God, just try to reach the world around us as best we can. And we know if we have jealousy in our heart, in our life, that God, it's, it's gonna be impossible to reach Tiffin for Jesus. God, be with us this week. Transform, change our hearts, we pray. Christ's name.